0: would be uh welcome in everybody to another episode of 410 sports talk i'm james haskell along my co-host and compadre glenn martin this is a wednesday night edition normally we do this on tuesday thursdays but as you can tell it's wednesdays and uh, wednesday and the reason is because we were we had a presence of course out at training camp today the the combined practice with the commanders and the baltimore ravens and we're here to talk about it they've been doing these joint practices for the past two days yesterday and and today, and they will also do so tomorrow. Correct? No, nah, I think today was the last day. I think it's just two days. All right. Oh, for some reason I thought it was three, but you you might Pretty be right. sure it's two. But okay. I, I could be wrong. Either way, um, they they got the they got the practices in, and uh, I think that they were probably some of those entertaining practices that we've that we've seen as yeah. as a program here on uh, Four Ten Sports Talk. But uh, the other thing too is, um, and they don't play what they play the Commanders what on the twenty first. Yeah. Monday night
1: football. Yep.
0: Yeah. But, uh, all that being said, how you doing tonight, Glenn? I saw you earlier, but how you doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Like you said, beautiful day out at one winning drive and it was entertaining. We got pretty good seats for really all of, uh, of the Ravens offense versus the commander's defense. The vice versa was on the opposite side. So we didn't get a ton of looks Mm -hmm. at Ravens defense versus the, uh, versus the offense. But we heard a bunch of, you Know reports from those who did, and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was entertaining day. We did see a couple skirmishes, a couple scuffles, but yeah. uh, you know, nothing too, too crazy, no helmets being swung about. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a good day and got some extra autographs on the old football, so it was a good day.
0: That's right, yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of notes, and it's funny, there's a lot of film that's out there that uh, that you know, or a lot of highlights that uh, you know, it was, it was cool to see, but um. Yeah, I think maybe let's talk about some some injury stuff because we saw some scary stuff that that rose that made us raise our eyebrow raise our eyebrows. But outside of actually on the field, we know that Marlon Humphrey has gotten a surgery um, on, on his foot. Sounds like it was something nagging. John Harbaugh at this point has said that it is not supposed to be long term. Um, so we do know Marlon is out. And we will, don't you guys worry, we will circle back to the cornerback room. Uh, we'll get there. Um, eh, let's just get there. It sounds like people are already asking about it. And Ravens, yeah. nations already asking about it. All right, Glenn, let me give my, my, my take here. How concerned are you with the cornerback room with Marlon out? I'm concerned. First of all, I'm not going to say I'm not concerned, but I do think it's unfair. And we're getting a little, I think we're giving, we're getting a little too paranoid and I get it like rightly so. And, um, people are unfairly kind of lashing out at the front office. Uh, I just want to say this. It's impossible to build a team without holes. It's impossible. Every year, every player, every position asks for more and more money, a bigger slice of the pie. It is extremely hard to do. If you guys name a team that's perfectly built, you don't follow that team as closely as you follow the Ravens. From the outside in, they might look great. You dig a little Mm -hmm. deeper, they got problems, just like everyone else. Right? So, number one, let's keep that in perspective. People is like, you know, now everyone's saying, oh, we have no one and the Ravens didn't prepare and this, that, and the other. And I understand that there might have been more they could have done, but I just want to back this up for a sec, Glenn. And I want to ask you a series of questions that I asked myself to kind of walk through this cornerback situation, right? Okay. Week one is September 10th. Yeah. Yep. That's a month. Uh, give or take, we'll call it a month. Okay.
1: The 15th, 16th today. Yeah.
0: And week one is against a rookie quarterback mm-hmm. on a trash football team. That's in the midst of the beginning of a rebuild. Every right. team is, is a, is a professional team, but let's be honest, the Ravens and the, The Texans are in two different places as organizations right now. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So, but week one, my question to you is this outside of the fact that we just got hit with Marlon getting surgery. Then you look at this whole, this whole unit and you start to really gasp for air. But my question is if Marlon trots out there week one, whatever his, so if he's, if he's healthy, if he's back, are you okay? Like everyone's, Panicking, But right now, the only thing that's really, I know there's been some other things, but the only crazy thing that's actually happened is Marlon's got hurt. But we haven't heard news that he's not going to be back.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the expectation, at least what I heard, is that he could miss the first couple weeks up to the first three weeks. Okay. But we don't know. Like you said, we really don't know. It could be, you know, it could be a little bit less than that. Now, the concern is Pepe had the. Sure, uh, he's got that surgery. So he's not doing good. Jalen Armour Davis not on the field. Right. That's obviously a concern. Trayvon Mullen was put on AR or Mm -hmm. IR. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Stevens and Kevon Seymour today were the only two corners that I knew who they were on Mm -hmm. the field.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's not good. You know, you Sin's still out with the knee. We don't really know what the status is there when he's coming back. And he was the only other guy with, with significant play experience. So yeah, I am very much so concerned. I think, You'd have to be. Now, to your point, do I think they could, you know, if 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 we see Rocky Sin back, if we see Jalen Armour mm-hmm. Davis get back, if we continue to see health from Brand Stevens, Kevon Seymour, do I think they could get through a game against uh, the Texans? Sure, they could because they're not very talented and they have a rookie quarterback who is going to see some things week one that he's just never seen before. He's probably yep. going to see a lot of it. And the Ravens are still very talented elsewhere, and they're going to put up points too. But that next week, that's the, the problem is the first few weeks of the season, they're gonna play a lot of division games. And yeah. I just don't want them to get themselves into a hole division wise that they then have to climb out of later in the season.
0: Yeah, no, and and I agree with that. Like I thought about all those things. I just one of the things that frustrates me is, is the blame game, right? Like you can't blame the entire front office for a rash of injuries. What was this four guys at yeah, this it's point? Bad luck. Like Yeah, you know, what I mean it's just it's the luck of the draw. And the other thing too is that um we still have some runway, right? If we, even if Marlon isn't there, yep. just like you said, if Brock comes back, if, you know, all these guys come back, we can put up a fight enough to where I believe that between the offense being high powered with what I've seen so far, I think the offense is extremely promising, has extremely high expectations for themselves and, uh, and is looking really good. So if you have mm-hmm. a, a, an offense going to put up points, the opposing team's going to have to contend with that, right? If you have, uh, other units, like the middle linebackers, the safeties that that are playing really well, you're going to have to t- contend with that. And let's not forget that football is won and lost in a lot of occasions in the trenches. Yeah. And I, I, we're going to talk about this, but I know Michael Pierce went down today, but he came back. I'm mm-hmm. sure you saw yep. that as well, yep. which was yep. great to hear. Our boys up front are looking really good. So my point is that <clears throat> if you think of like the four units, the outside rush, the defensive line, the middle, the linebackers and the defensive backs, I think as a unit, our defense still is very strong, uh, and so I'm encouraged. And I'm 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 concerned, but yeah. I'm not like ready to beat down the front office at this point for the situation that we're in. I think they're going to do everything they can to turn over every leaf to get to where we can. But ultimately, there's only so much you can do when you have four guys hit the injury report.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it is super unlucky. I, I think the people complaining were. Really, the biggest complaint I heard and, and I can understand to some degree is when they took Trenton Simpson, there was quite a few corners on the board still that yeah. had a play experience at big time power five schools that maybe in this scenario with hindsight. That, you know, it looks like they could have went, but that's just adding one other rookie. Does that really make you really feel believable? like, you know, adding Keely Ringo from from Georgia would have all of a sudden made you feel a lot better? Right, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. So I get the criticisms to some degree, but look, they went with the best player, and then people say, well, they could have brought in, you know, some other guys. Anthony Averick Anthony Averick got signed by the Niners, Niners. and still on IR like two days later. Uh, right. So he's gone for the year. So maybe Marcus Peters, and I, and I understand. Look, they could have done more, and I think they they could have because here's my problem, Jimbo. This was the, the biggest the, the biggest area of concern for me going into this training camp was corner. I mean, we talked about it. Yours was edge and mine was corner. Yeah. And we just had a rash of injuries at the position that I was most nervous about. And, and Marlon, the big one. I mean, with Marlon going down, he was the only one you felt great about anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned because here's the problem. They, they, they said it's a foot injury and they said they're getting out in ahead of it. They didn't want this thing to nag along, nag on, nag on all of a sudden. He misses the playoffs if the Ravens are, are fortunate enough to get there. So they're getting ahead of it, but still, you know, you just never know with with these foot issues, man, if this could linger on even even with the surgery.
0: Yeah, it's it that is a tricky one and that has you concerned. But um I don't know if I'm there. I'm ready to just flat out panic yet and 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 I don't know. I'm just not playing the blame game yet. I do think they could have done more, and I'm not saying that that you specifically are. I just feel like I saw a lot of that on social media, and I was like, all right, yeah. let's just take a beat. Let's take a second. It's big news. Let's see what Marlon's recovery is like. Let's see what these other guys can do, and let's look at this defense as a unit and see how we can compensate for some of these, you know, uh, mitigate some of these weaknesses that we have. So uh, this I'll also say, uh, it was funny because I saw Cordell Woodland's tweet about the fact that the Ravens, live stream was not showing our defense against their offense. Right. And that we spared them because their offensive line couldn't, couldn't block, block a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's extremely encouraging because Dan Orlovsky was out on ESPN pontificating waxing poetically is like, they like to say right on his soapbox out there. I've been on a soapbox or two. Uh, but uh, he uh, said the Ravens don't have a premier edge and they don't have a premier corner. Well, we got a premier corner. Get it right. He's he, sir, he just had foot in a foot injury. And, and apparently today, no one in sight on the offensive line of the commanders could stop anyone on our defensive line. Yeah. So that's, that's really encouraging stuff for me to hear and exciting. Um, so all I'll say about our defense as a whole is like, just take a second. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure this <clears throat> out. And every team had still has to contend with our team as a whole and this offense based on what we saw today. <laughs> Is looking really yeah. good in my yeah. opinion. Yeah,
1: and we're we're going to talk a lot about that. But yeah, I think I think to your point, this is uh, yeah this this is a team that didn't have a premier pass rusher last year and finished fifth in the league in sacks. So it's not act like you can't have good sack pressure, uh, a good quarterback pressure, and sack results without that guy on the outside because they did it last year. I mean, they didn't have a guy last year; they were fifth in the league in sacks. So that's pretty damn good. Uh, but to your point, also Adalfe Owe he whipped out a spin move these last two days that no one had seen before. Apparently, this is something he's been working on in the lab with Chuck Smith, and we finally saw it firsthand. He took, he was absolutely shredding the tackles for the commanders. Now, the criticism is, well, that's not a very good offensive line, but the thing, the Ravens treated them as such. I mean, the defensive front was completely unblockable. It was... It was bad. I mean, I talked to some commanders, some some younger commander fans behind me, and they were like, Sam Howe couldn't hit nothing over there. I mean, it was bad news bears, and the pass rush was a big part of that. Now, I have some concerns, some growing concerns about David Ajabo. I, I'm starting to get nervous about him. I was nervous about him after the first preseason game. People say, Guys, chill out. He's got he's working on things. He's got a lot, you know, he's got he's got a, a lot of football ahead of him and this and that. But he wasn't as impressive or as explosive. That's the part I'm not seeing the explosiveness again. And it's just, uh, it's got me nervous here, Jim. But I like what I'm seeing from Owe. Love it. But Pajabo, I don't know if, remember that injury he had not long back where he sat out for a couple days of practice? Mm-hmm. And one practice he came suited, but he didn't actually participate. Yeah. I'm wondering if something's still lingering from that issue.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point and something to consider. But you're right. Something about the explosion seems off there and, and not as advertised thus far. Um, so that is a little concerning. And it's also concerning the idea of leaning on Owe, but ultimately, look, I anybody that's been watching it for a long time knows I had a big reaction Oway, and I've never been like a huge believer. Not that I'm not I'm a, I'm a fan because I'm a Ravens fan and I want Adafe to crush it, right? But I haven't found myself being ultra confident in us yeah. depending upon him because he hasn't played the most consistent football. But I'll I'll also say this in my defense, you and I have both said that the thing about Adafe and Ajabo, but we're talking about Adafe here, is that they have a long runway out in front of them because they're young in football years, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe Adafe is getting it. You know I mean, maybe he really is making that jump where other guys come in the league and they're more polished, and there's only so much more you can squeeze out of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe he really is getting there and, and turning the corner and, and continuing to improve. I'm I'm hoping that's the case. You know, adding a spin move and and doing other things uh is, is exciting to know that he's developing as a pass rusher and and look, he might be a dark horse this year to come out and and break out onto the scene, right? He has all the tools he always has. Oh,
1: for sure. For sure.
0: You know, so maybe this is the perfect time. to Let's see, this is year three for him?
1: Yep, year three. It's a big this year. It's
0: contract extension year. If he gets yep. it done.
1: Yeah, he's eligible. Absolutely. You know, so. But um, also, I wanted to bring up a guy at Edge that I think is, is really been putting on a show lately and mm-hmm. still not getting the hype that mm-hmm. I think he deserved. Baltimore guy showed out in the preseason, was dominant again in the one-on-ones against the commanders. And to me, he showed the most natural-looking pass rush from the Edge it's Malik Ham, number 50. Yeah. 6'3", 250, he's not the biggest guy. Certainly not an edge that you'd you think would be in there during the run plays, but I can't keep ignoring what he's doing as a pass rusher. This guy has been explosive. He's been quick twitch. He's put moves together. He's put moves in, and turned them into counters. I mean, I've been very impressed with Malik Ham. If you want to talk about a, a dark horse to, to make, not just make the roster, but make an impact on third mm-hmm. downs, don't sleep on on uh on a Lafayette rookie, Malik Ham. Yeah, man. He shows quickness and like you said, polish to his mm-hmm. game, but the speed,
0: like just the reaction time is impressive. He's yeah. got speed, he's got strong hands. Yeah. And and I mean he he showed up in that preseason game, got a little too excited on that one he had wide open. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I mean, you're a small school kid and you come out there and the lights are on and you know, you want to do everything right. But, you know, I I'm guessing just like you that um game two, he'll feel a little more comfortable. And we might see another step forward from this kid. We might might see a Michael Pierce 2.0 in that like Mike jumped on the scene. Yeah. You know, small schools kid out of Samford as well. So um yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I think that's a good one. And and it, I mean, it scares you, right? To to rely on a young guy like
1: that. But um It does, but there's been some Undrafted gems, you know, on the outside across the league. You don't see a ton of them, but, uh, hopefully Malik Ham's the next one. It it is kind of crazy when you, when you think about certain positions and you go, man, you're competing against first round picks and yet here's an undrafted rookie, you know, kind of taking some of their shine, but yeah, shout out to Malik. Well, Malik Ham for sure.
0: Yeah. And let me say that as well. Um, we were able to see, just like Glenn said, the offense, uh, as you know, here at 410 sports, that we were able to see the offense go against the defense. And man, Glenn, your guy, Emmanuel Forbes, had a rough day and he is skinny, slender, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Dude, what is happening there? Does he have like a parasite? Like, does his food get
1: consumed by something else? Dude, I remember when he was, when he came out, he was listed at sub 160. It was like 159 was what he was listed at. And like over six foot.
0: Dude, when your knees stick out further than your your your, uh, your thigh pads.
1: it's <laughs> a problem. That's a, now, a he's a little athlete. He's lanky. He's got length. He's got ball skills. He showed that with his, what, 12 picks in college or something like yeah. that? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, let's just. Now, look, it's well, a tough cover. your boy cover. Demas,
0: though. I, but your boy Demas today, I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah,
1: Demas also.
0: Undrafted yeah. kid made a first rounder look pretty foolish, I think, two times. He did. He did. And then. Demas is big.
1: He and then Zay, what Zay uh, did to
0: him. Put him out the screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, put him out the pasture is what he did. Put him off the screen. Um, you know, I saw some people saying Forbes had a good day. I was there, and it's deceiving because on the pit because they did live stream portions of it, and there was a portion where it shows him bre- breaking up a pass on OBJ down the right sideline. We were literally sitting directly in front of that. OBJ had Forbes beat by four or five steps. Yeah, Lamar underthrew the heck out of that football. Exactly. Gave him an opportunity to get into the play. He was beat like a drum. A 4-3 rookie corner beat like a drum by OBJ, who's coming up with, you with know, a lot of negative Ravens fans with his robo knees out there, beat a 4-3 rookie. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't see the he beat now I did see him uh win a a fade route over uh, against Mark Andrews but and he was tight coverage but Mark Andrews had the ball go right through his hands uh, mm-hmm. as he elevated Come on, that for was the that ball. was like a
0: fade route it was a corner of the he end slammed zone the helmet yeah yeah, he sl- yeah Mark should have caught like, that
1: football yeah like it was good coverage but he didn't and touch the for- ball
0: yeah Forbes had the gall
1: to like do the strap
0: and I'm like, like dude you did dude. nothing yeah. that was
1: Mark's mistake. Yeah. And that's why he slammed his helmet and almost took out an a, a assistant coach in the process. Can I just say this real quick? Yeah. If players, uh, John Harbaugh
0: once threw his, 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 uh, when he was coaching headset. with his dad, he threw his headset and his dad made him go get the headset. And he said it was the most embarrassing moments of his career, right? Yeah. Cause like, I think if players do that crap, make them if I were up. the coach, equipment manager, don't you dare. Touch that because a five year old, a grown five year old, just threw a tantrum, had a temper tantrum. Now go pick it up, Mm -hmm. fix your own helmet. Like I love Mark and I love everything about, you know, Mark's game and everything. Pick up your helmet. Don't have the poor little, uh, you know, equipment manager running around trying to get the screw in and everything. Stop. Like just take a breath, pick it up.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I like his competitive fire right now, but I like his competitive fire, but at the same point, there's an awful lot of kids around, right? You want to kind of set a good example yeah. for the kids uh, who just look at Did you know if Camden them. decided to throw the controller and walk away? That'd be problems. Problems. <laughs> That'd be problems. Uh, Marco G says, would you rather sign Van Noy or Clowney and trade for a vet corner or trade for Chase Young and sign a vet corner? Well, here's the problem. Signing a vet corner
0: yeah.
1: is, first of all, it's slim pickings. They had William Jackson in, a uh, 30-year-old veteran last seen in A Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. They had him in for a workout, but, but I thought it was when they asked John about the cornerback market and what's left. And he said, Look, what's if Basically you're saying, if, much if you're signing a, a veteran, it's who's who's in shape. I mean, it gets down to be that that bad. Like who's in shape? Who can come and run with us and help us now? And oftentimes if these guys aren't in shape, they lose it off of that alone. And sometimes a guy who maybe not as talented, but he's been working all summer despite not being signed. Comes in in shape and can and can perform, and he'll end up getting the job. So yeah, there's not a ton. Byron Jones, you know, formerly of the of the Miami Dolphins. I mentioned William Jackson. But does got, he
0: really want to play? That's the thing
1: about Byron, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he does. I think he, you know, and that's probably why he's sitting where he's sitting. Point is, there's not a lot of good talent. So the guy that's going to get signed with us is, like John said, the healthiest, the most in shape. Maybe the guy's got some some experience, but man, there's not a ton. It's kind of it's kind of slim pickings out there, which makes the this whole situation more nuts and trade. Who, who at this point, when everyone feels like they're in it or at least have a chance, is willing to trade a talented veteran corner? Yeah, yeah there's not many out there, right. so that that's the conundrum the Ravens finds themselves in with this rash of injuries. Mm-hmm. That there's just not a lot of options, and oh man, it, it could get kind of desperate here in Baltimore. Well, let me tell you something, Glenn,
0: my tell boy, me. two one.
1: Brandon yeah. Stevens
0: is gonna show
1: up like 300. What it what and what it, what is uh? This is Sparta and just kick somebody in the chest.
0: Oh, but what was the 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 Manzel take from them? Take he tweeted this. Oh before yeah, Alabama, take give them, them nothing and take from take them everything. From them everything. That, that's how Brandon Stevens has shown up every game this year. Yeah, it, yeah, man. I think I, I'm look. Obviously, it's kind of nerve wracking that we're gonna be depending on Brandon Williams potentially as our cornerback one Stevens, Yeah. Or Brandon Stevens, Brandon yeah, we Williams. Don't want Brandon <laughs> Williams <be>
1: getting cut. <laughs> he would just grab everyone. <laughs> his body, his press. No one's beating my press. Right.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that would be, ter- yeah. Honestly, who would though? Right. Like,
1: right. Right. Uh, but,
0: but yeah, so um guys are going to have to step up. It is what it is. Like that's where I'm at with this. It is what it is. Yeah. is. We're going to complain about it. We're going to, obviously the Ravens are going to turn over every leaf, but trust in the organization. They're doing everything they can and hope that Marlin gets back. And, and you got to believe in these guys that they're going to fight. Look, I know we haven't drafted top end guys, but we've drafted guys. Caillou blue is a draft is a recently, you know, he's a rookie. Talk about, uh, uh, Pepe's is, is a second year guy. Talk about armor. Davis, second year guy. We got guys that we're expecting to get run out of. They've got to step, step up to the plate. Yep. Um, I don't know. Don C's suggestion is to, uh, Miles Boykin sucked at wideout, but can he cover? Run Dude, it back.
1: That's where failed wide receivers go. They go to corner. Hey, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think Miles uh, has the lateral ability to play corner. He'd be, yeah, he has to be an outside guy. That's for sure. He's yeah, not going to cover the slot. No. He's <laughs> going to push
1: everyone to the sideline. No one's no slants on him. I get. I guarantee you this. He still ain't catching any interceptions. <laughs> Guaranteed. Unless
0: it's the hardest pass in history, and all of a sudden he's, he's just going to like, like ah, Odell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh yeah, no, but uh man, I so back to I think what impressed us being mean the offense. The only thing, question I have for you is there there's a lot of timing issues today, I felt like with the offense. A lot of underthrown So it felt like yeah. there were some guys that day out, for
1: Lamar, honestly. Yeah, it
0: felt like there were some guys that outran the route and yep. some guy and obviously situations with Lamar underthrew the pass. Does
1: that well, concern yeah. you at all? Or yeah, overthrew it. it. There's other ones where it was the opposite. Yeah, he overthrew Mark once, uh overthrow Zay once. Yeah, he didn't have his best especially in the deep passing game, he did not have his best day. I think it was frustration. And yeah, that worries me because I think that's what's been missing in this offense. And now they have the horses on the outside. Cause before it was like, well, do they have guys that can create downfield passing attack? I, I don't know if they do. Well, now they do. And, and Lamar, you know, luckily plenty of time. It's not like, a, there's no worry because he was sharp yesterday, but he was, he was off today. There's just no doubt about it. He was frustrated. You know, you could see both him and the receivers talking about it afterwards. It's got to get better because you can't live off of, of short and intermediate if you expect to you know live in that world of space that that he talks about. Is spacing, spacing, spacing. Well, you got to have an efficient deep passing game to at least scare the defense enough so they so they can't come up and crowd the line of scrimmage too much. And it also makes it easier on Lamar if he does decide to take off and scramble if those safeties are back worried about the deep ball. So they got to get better. There's just there, there's no doubt about it. But the encouraging thing is. The wide receivers had the like they were they had their guy beat. They were there. And and I'm confident Lamar will, you know, given all this time, will iron those things out.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think ultimately the thing about Lamar that's uh been the case is um he's always been a gamer, right? Like Lamar plays well. Lamar has elite instincts, football instincts. Yep. You know, and um that that's why it doesn't concern
1: me a ton either. I was curious to get your thoughts. Hey, you know um, what quarterback showed off some some pretty uh, incredible instincts? If you, you say, say Josh Johnson. You got there. Just before you got there. If you say Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson, in the middle of practice, like the warm-ups, ju- leaves the field, goes to that, that bathroom right by the snowball stand, in full uniform, goes right into the bathroom. Fans are walking out like, what the? Other fans are going in like, He's in here in full uniform. I don't know what emergency hit Josh Johnson, but he literally ran off the third field and went right into the – You think he
0: just the... – he had a little fart and he caught it between his butt cheeks and was like, <laughs> I better get over here before I got to unclench here.
1: Dude, there had to be been something emergency-wise to make him go to that bathroom amongst the fans. Like, he's in there with his helmet, like his full just shoulder sweating. pads. Just Sitting over the pot, just sweating, man. Like, into the chin strap. Like, what is happening? They it's get like out a, and
0: there's just like a ring of of, of, of sweat. Oh, you just know, just all sweat. in a puddle.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm like, what in the hell? And this isn't a single occupancy bathroom. This yeah, is a yeah, multi-occupancy no, yeah. bathroom. So he's in there with the fans, just sitting there. Like, can you hold my helmet? Like, my son wanted to go in with the ball. I'm like, Cam, <laughs> what are you going to tell him? Hey, you got one free hand. Sign this ball for me. Like, what? what? Cam, you can't do that. So I stopped him. But uh, I was like, "What the hell? That was absolutely hilarious." But here's something else I want to run by you, Jimbo. Yep. Tell me if I'm crazy, and I hope nobody who's in our fantasy league, other than you, is listening, because I'm thinking I might be able to get me an absolute steal in the later rounds of our draft. Because okay. I'm starting to think. Are you not worried about me because I'm not a threat? No, I'm not. Wor- no, no, no. I, I, I don't really want you to know, honestly. But I'm gonna. You're on the show, so I can't yeah, hide yeah. it from you. Judging by the results of the first preseason game and everything I've seen in all four of the joint pra- or the all four of the open practices, we've been lucky enough oh, to go Rich to. Rich is
0: on. Rich is on, dude. What? Oh, Rich. damn it!
1: See, I already talked to Rich about this, but oh well, then. Uh, dude, I know that Justice. I mean, the JK is is on his way back. He's working, you know, t- individually and eventually hoping to work up to teams, but. Am I crazy? And either were Gus guys. Yeah. Justice Hill got the start in that preseason. Gus Edwards got the second quarter reps. You're crazy. In in training You're camp crazy. today, Justice Hill was running with the first team. Justice Hill was. I saw him catch a deep wheel route down the sideline. Yep. Look at that. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah. All I'm saying is first team reps right now in every camp and preseason I've seen right now going to Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can take that pick. You can take that pick all day. All I'm saying is, I could get him in round 15. He no. might not even go drafted. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but dude, if J.K. Dobbins is not, you know, is who's to say whether J.K. is really going to be the guy everyone's hoping. Yeah, and for?
0: how long will he be in John's doghouse for all this mess?
1: If he doesn't go, Justice Hill is going to be a big time contributor in this offense. Huge contributor. Yeah, in this I offense.
0: guess that's true. Like if if, but ultimately J.K. is going to be there.
1: I don't know. All I'm saying is pass catching. Justice looks like the best. Yeah. Pass sure. blocking. He looks like the best. So who's going to get all the catches in your pass PBR blocking? League? Gus is the best back we have. I'm telling you, he's looking good. I haven't seen him miss Justice. right yeah. now. He's been like push, but you expect that when you're trying to block a guy as big as like a chase young. But yeah, all I'm saying is let's not, let's not yeah. just overlook justice Hill because this right. is a totally different offense. This isn't G If This was, yeah, yeah, I'd true. say he has no chance. Right. This is, I'm telling you, I think Monk is going, I like this justice guy. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: look the way he runs and the, and the way that he can catch the football and he's versatile and dude, justice has been like this since last year, whatever got knocked into him or scared into him or, you know, whatever it was, he does run like a man possessed. That's, that's, that's fair to say. Does he get choppy with the feet (laughs) a little bit, but ultimately I think you're right. It's, It's going to be interesting. So I agree with you in that. I think that he can be an undervalued player in, in all of fantasy leagues throughout the NFL. Uh, But I still would say if they're both on the board in round 15, who, if Gus and justice are on the board, take justice, take Gus in a PPR league, take Gus because 12 weeks in Gus is well, he's going to get the goal line work. Gus will get goal line work. Yeah. Justice is going to get more receptions. But Gus is just steady Eddie. That's the thing. It's kind of like this. it's just
1: it's like how the hell do does you he want get the boomer bust? Team? Like
0: you know what I mean? Do you want the boomer bust or do you want the like?
1: The all right, I know floor. what I'm getting
0: here. You know what I mean? Like Gus is going to get you like dude. eight to twelve. How is he not the
1: first back right now? Yeah, that's weird to me. Yeah. and it's but still I also carrying think, on.
0: Right, I also think that those reps were just because Gus wanted some reps. I think Justice needed the reps.
1: I, I think Gus was just like, let me get some. Do you think he and. You think Justice is anything more than a placeholder for J.K., a healthy J.K.? Who, by the way, while right. working alone, not with the team, he looks fast, Jimbo. He looks Yeah, good. he does. He looks, he, I hate to say it. I know, because we beat the heck out of Justice Hill, man. Uh, no, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about J.K.
0: Oh, yeah, it's crazy also. He's working watching, by himself, but he looks. And he looks. Fast, he's just a different. Yeah, yeah, just coming up. Yeah, like walking around, J.K.'s stupid athletic. It's just insane. You're right. I mean, you just doing saying? the individual drills, you're like, "Oh, now yeah. I remember why this guy's so good." Yep. You know? Yeah. So I'm I'm with you there, I, but I think J J K is just going to be back and and I. But look, every offensive coordinator, just like you said, discovers new guys and new skill sets, and and, yep. and sometimes it's about the fit.
1: Yep. Not about so the much. not about remember the Justin Forsett, dude. Remember him?
0: Yeah. I mean, how much money Gary Kubiak made him? Nine million dollars
1: for sure. You know? Because he found the right fit, Gary I mean? Kubiak made a lot of guys money, man. Whoo!
0: I tell you what, Gary Kubiak should be getting checks in perpetuity
1: from these guys, man. He should, dude. He should. Dude, Clinton Portis. I mean, look—you put anybody in his backfield, he'll get you a thousand. He'll get you a thousand, dude. He'll get you a grand, dude. I don't care who yeah, they with are. With the
0: smoothest, with the smoothest accent, dude, I, I could listen to Gary
1: Kubiak talk football all day. <laughs> he could read me bedtime stories. <laughs>
0: he should start a podcast. You know? Old westerns. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, this uh, this another one I got to bring up, Jimbo. I'm I'm done. I'm calling the wide receiver room. I'm done. I'm calling it. You
0: just don't got, want to practice anymore.
1: No, I got my six. I got my six. All right, so let's see. Let me try and, and guess him.
0: Let me try and guess him. Right. So I mean, I know the easy ones: Zay, OBJ, Aguilar. Um. Oh my gosh, who am I missing? Oh, Bateman.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: and dove Yeah. So it's only six. Who you got? That, six. That's uh, five it right black? there.
1: Nope, but I like Tariq black practice squatter for sure. He's made plays all camp. All
0: right, so you're six. Is it? Is it who I? Is it Tylen?
1: It's Tylen. dude. It's and Tylan. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. What'd you Tylan, see Tylen today? He had a nice catch on the dude, sideline, right? Had another deep ball, like mm-hmm. reeled it in. Yeah. He had the beautiful catch on the he preseason game. On your right. good on special teams. He always wins. Like, I, it's I, the precision I can't. puncher, dude. I mean, he, he, yeah, like I like seeing that because he's yeah. such a. Like when you talk to him, he's kind of like softer voice. Like you wouldn't, you would So I love that he, he cracked him and he threw first punch. He didn't retaliate. He, cracked yeah, he was him. like, nah, you're getting punched today. <laughs> and I like that. I think Tyler Wallace has got to be the sixth receiver. He's done nothing, but take advantage of every opportunity that I've seen. He's done well at the one-on-ones. He did well at the red zone. He showed up in the preseason game. I just hope he continues to go in the direction he's headed because I don't want to see James Prochet. James Prochet did have a nice catch in the back of the end zone, but to me, no, gamers squad, are practice, gamers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, And he's he ain't a gamer. Game. Yeah. He ain't a gamer. So I want to see him, but if if it's not him, Tariq Black, I really like. I think Sean Ryan's had a good camp. But to me, it's it, it, the, the battle for the sixth, if I had to kind of rank it, it's Tylen Wallace, Tariq Black, and then Sean Ryan is would be my kind of third and guy. Then and then Jay- Treadwell's what, after that, dude. What, all those guys before Prochet. Oh, dude, yeah. Prochet's behind Shredwell. I mean, only because, dude, you can't... As soon as you touch the ball, you you get it ripped out of your hands. You don't even fall to the ground. You you just just get ripped. You just ran without the ball. Like... Like that's the worst fumble. Like at least if you get racked or if the helmet hits it perfectly yeah. or something. You
0: know, you know when or you they watch, just ran by and kids? grabbed it
1: out of his hand. Yeah, like little kids that play basketball,
0: and the one kid is really good, and the other kid is bad, and the five year old that's good just runs up and grabs the ball and runs the other way, just takes it. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, wait, I thought you can't do that. The other kid stops. And he's like, that's got to be against the rules. What's got be? Ra- you
1: know? What happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like no, <laughs> well, he's
0: better. He's just that's better. E- yeah, it's exactly what that. Oh my gosh, dude, that. That was
1: an that was
0: an embarrassment. Ugh, that was a so I'm
1: one. ready. I'm ready to give Tylen the job. I, I'm 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 ready to. Jesus, dude, I love Don C. Earlier, he's like, I love Jimmy keeping his cool when he's battling the. Oh, dude, stream. you
0: have no idea what I'm going through right now. Like, whew. yeah. Uh, all right. I just changed. I just changed some things up. Hopefully, that uh, that helps a little bit. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I think there's a ton to be excited about offensively. I also thought it was interesting. We've seen. Uh, Ricard working with the tight ends and backs against... Offensive so, line, over! Yeah, that experiment is... So, he's making this team as a tight end or a fullback, or he's not making this team. But yeah. he didn't play... Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. He's coming off the injury, you know, kind of thing. But he didn't play preseason. I'll be interested to see what his clock is like in preseason game two.
1: Well, they still don't have a tight end they can block, so I think his job... What like, about Volvilek? vocal vocal he's he's big but I'm, he's not even that great and he's agree. not he's not i mean how many people can block at a level yeah. that he can't block you know, like a d pat. tackle and then go block a safety right
0: pat is literally a pro bowl blocker like he's a polar bear yeah
1: i mean absolutely. he's a 6'3 310 pound guy that can block anyone on the field that's just yeah, that's not something you see every day but i so i was glad to see ricard back with the tight ends and running backs because i was like jesus Either that's a really bad look for our guards, or that's a really bad look for Ricard's chances of making this roster if they're not even letting him get reps at tight end yeah. and, and, and with running back. So I'm glad you you mentioned that. I think that's a really good point. Another, I, I got a lot of offensive notes yeah, yeah. here. I'm just gonna run through. Um, Keaton Mitchell, dude. By the way, Keaton Mitchell keeps getting asked to to do more things. I saw him yep. everywhere. He was on. He was a gunner, obviously getting a ton of work at punt and kick return. He was getting some first-team reps. I saw a couple times with him where he was catching the ball out of the backfield, running from you know catching the ball from Lamar. <clears throat> I think Keaton Mitchell's going to be really tough to keep off this roster, Jimbo, because every time they ask him to do stuff, he's been good. They asked him to be a gunner. He got right past the two guys trying to jam him. Which, by the way, not a lot of even veterans were able to get past him. This is a rookie, undrafted guy. Yeah, yeah, right by him. Mm-hmm. Got down there, was able to make a play. I think Mitchell Mitchell's gonna find his way on this 53-man roster, which is crazy, but there's no way this guy gets through with the kind of tape he's put on, especially against in a joint practice against another team, which another team got to see him up close and personal. If he keeps playing well in the preseason, no way he doesn't make this team.
0: Yeah, and it's nice, it's so I it's a great sign that he's being um that he's being used in all these different ways, because what it means is that coach likes something he saw and he's like, all right, well, let's try this out. All right, well, let's try this out. All right, let's try you know, that out. So yep. it's, it's encouraging for him. And I, I like what I've seen from him as well. I mean, I think you would agree with me. It's uh, been really exciting to see him, um, as a player, that's easy to root for, right? An undrafted guy who's running hard, doing all the right things, like guys like that, you just want to root for. So, yeah, he's really done well and looked like he belongs here, uh, which is exciting, yep. and also much bigger than I thought he was going to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's well put, well put together. I think ultimately, Melvin Gordon finds his way onto the practice squad. I don't see a team that would legitimately add him to their active roster unless they see a rash of injuries at running back elsewhere. So I think Melvin Gordon's going to be left out, and yeah, that's okay. That, that is okay. Now Keaton Mitchell, they could get cute and try and squeeze him through, but ah, that would make me awfully nervous to see uh, him, you know, get scooped up elsewhere. I just think he's too valuable. He can do too many things. Um, let's see. Oh, I got. I, I know we touched on a little bit earlier, but dude,
0: oh my Zay,
1: God. this is unbelievable. Zay Flowers' ability. Oh. To stop, I just want to highlight right. his ability to stop is so ridiculous. And it sounds, people are going to go, that sounds ridiculous. He, oh, no, it's stop. absolutely what it is. It's stupid. He can stop like one to two paces sooner than everyone else on the field.
0: Yeah. Like, I never understood what that was in real life until you get deep into sports and you simply realize that I don't need to outrun everyone in front of me. I just need to run fast and then stop faster than everyone in front of me. Yep. It's incredible how effective that is. Like you said, it's underrated. Like people get confused by it. Stopping power is just as, if not important, as your get up and go, like your quicks. And he has that too. Oh, it's just his stop stupid.
1: and his start is so ridiculous, Jimbo. Yeah, he had that guy. He ran that China route. I, I, I don't know if anyone's seen the clip. I'm sure it's floating around. It was right in front of us again. We had we got really lucky where we were sitting today. Mm. This guy, he wasn't even looking in the right direction, much less he wasn't facing the right way. He wasn't, his head was looking in the complete opposite direction. I mean, he spun this man around and it was even better and more, it was more special looking than anyone on the field. OBJ included like in one-on-ones it's, I mean, he, they weren't even in the ballpark of him. Like he was leaving guys in his dust. I mean, this guy is going to be absolutely special, man. If he can stay healthy, Jimbo, Mm-hmm. And honestly, I know we keep talking about this, but again, Charlie Kohler, look, he can't separate. He can't get open. So that's the problem. He needs to go up and win a 50. So you're ball. bringing up Charlie Kohler following Zay well, because of
0: my, my I mean, high one is right.
1: just ridiculously good looking right now as far as how he's trashing people. Right. And Kohler looks how he should look like a second year guy who didn't play much as a rookie.
0: Yeah, no, Zay is looking amazing, and, and you're right. It's the most special thing you see out there right now. That's a great way dude, to put it because it's The whole just, field. Yeah. It, dude, it's just insane. I, I don't even think it's a stretch to say he's got Brembos. He's got ridiculous breaks. He does. And he just digs like nobody Like no, no one else. He can just—I mean, it's, it's he looks like A, B. I, I don't care what anyone says. That's what he looks like. The way that he can get open he does. in such a short— span of the field mm-hmm. it's insane i mean it's so cool to watch and it's not going to stop as long as he stays healthy he's going to have plenty of opportunities this season uh because look obj is going to draw a ton of attention bateman mm-hmm. once he's healthy is going to draw a ton of attention mark you better believe mark a ton of attention and he uh, better
1: because Lamar still likes throwing the mark in case yeah, and i'll more. also
0: say this i've said this before i'm 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 not a betting man but seriously, whoever set the over-under at FanDuel for – I think it was Mark – I think it was FanDuel for 800 yards? That means Mark has to get – if my math is correct, you know, on an average – so, what, he has to have either eight games of 100 yards? That's mm-hmm. half the games? Or – yeah. Right, he has to average somewhere under 50 yards a game?
1: In this offense. And offense, by the way, last year at Georgia – Highlighted their tight end, who was their best, yeah, who's their highest gonna, pass. Catcher. He's gonna
0: fall off the bus,
1: get, yeah. with 50 yards. And when stuff breaks down, Jimbo, who's he Lamar goes, looking for?
0: Yeah, we saw it today. I mean, it's, all, <laughs> it's so funny to me because everyone is all concerned. How's Mark gonna get the ball? How's Mark? If anybody saw practice today, that isn't in the, like that. This is why. Look, let me just say this really quick, Glenn. I want to ask all of you that are out there right now, who that is not directly on the Baltimore Ravens payroll. Right at from mm-hmm. a media standpoint, is spending two hour or an hour and change with you to talk about the practice today that was there. Like this is where you get the the stuff. Like this is from mm-hmm, the source. Mm-hmm. Eyeballs to mouth.
1: to Whoa, right hold on, to you guys. Okay, eyeballs. Okay.
0: Right, right from our eyeballs out of our mouth okay. onto the screen, so you guys get it here. But my point is this: <laughs> just like you said, Glenn, Mark, I think in one drive he got four balls. Yeah, man. And That's three of them were consecutive
1: mm-hmm.
0: because Mark is a cheat code. Yeah. I just, it's insane to me. There's no, Mark is still going to be the man. Like I, I can't wait. I'm I, dude. I'm so excited for this offense. It's going to look ridiculous.
1: Who's going to guard Mark. Yeah, I, I do. I can't wait to see who guard tries to guard Zay. I mean, yeah. You got to put Joey Porter on, on Zay flower. Who, I mean, it would be bad for Joey. It would be really bad just because he's a big, long guy. I don't exactly. Think the acceleration from Zay is just. I mean, I guess Denzel.
0: Denzel's got the best shot. Denzel. What is it? Washington? Denzel Ward.
1: Denzel Ward. Yeah, yeah. Denzel Washington. That's the freaking actor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no Denzel chance. can probably do it, dude. Nah, he's He can do anything. You give him give him six weeks to prepare for a role. He'll be Dion, dude. <laughs> hey, you ever That's seen him in Fences?
0: You ever seen him in the movie Fences?
1: I didn't watch it because I heard it was nothing but arguing. Is what I heard.
0: No, it, the the movie it's a, it's an incredible movie, but it's a ton of great soliloquies by if you're a De- if you're a Denzel guy. Oh, no, I'm a Denzel guy, dude. But uh, it, it's not the it's not his best movie. Point is, and a heck of a baseball player. Yeah. So so look,
1: I believe whatever
0: it. translates.
1: Yeah, I believe it, man. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, my
0: point God. is that like I think maybe only Ward has some sort of a show. who else in the AFC North
1: you going to put Patrick
0: tough. Peterson on him?
1: Oh, no. Nah, he's a little too long in the tooth for all that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So our offense is going to be a problem. I know everyone's worried about the corner, and everyone wants a perfect team to roll out their week one. They don't exist. No. Like, and look, look, I also want to say this. To buffer my point, this is why you have a franchise quarterback. You remember all those years, Glenn? Now, Tom Brady's the GOAT. You remember all those years when everyone would talk about Tom Brady has no one to throw to? You know, Tom Brady's dealing with all these injuries. This, that, and and the third, right? And what did Tom do? He went out there and won football games.
1: Yep, he made it Right,
0: Like, when you have a franchise guy like that, that's what you pay him to do. Hey, Lamar, we got some deficiencies here. I'm not asking you to carry everything, but we need some help on defense. We need 30 points a game. We need 27 points a game. Get us there, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's why you pay that guy. I mean, if not, then why not?
1: Yeah. I mean, then, then why else would you pay him? Hey, I wanted to ask you something that we haven't had a chance to talk about. even though it's come out. It is something we've seen uh, over a week now. When first when camp first started, we didn't see any wristbands on the quarterbacks, and then yep. over the last week, we've seen the return to to all quarterbacks well, having a wristband. That. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, heard. they all have a wristband now. So. Does that mean – do you think that's part of the process? Do you think that is any indication on how the quarterbacks are picking up the offense? What, what do you think all of a sudden all the quarterbacks now have wristbands means? So I
0: think two things. It could be experimentation Okay. is my first thought, just seeing what works better. Ultimately, it's all about Lamar's comfort. But the other thing I think is that – it wasn't could just be, Lamar,
1: just so everybody knows. It was all right, quarterbacks. Right.
0: But ultimately, it's about – It's about Lamar. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, but the other thing, too, is I think it could be about – all right. The most important thing right now in camp is executing the right plays. Like, let's just get the right play in, and then you'll get used to it via rep. You know, due to repetition, and you'll be fine.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
0: what I mean, I, I think yep. that could that could be something like that. Okay, okay. Free wristbands indicate free, or wristbands indicate free beer.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I also wanted to ask you. We saw Ronnie Stanley's been down with the ankle. And McCarry was in there today at left tackle and they're saying, you know, it's just that,
0: yeah, they're, they're,
1: yeah, they're progress. You know, this is part of the ankle thing and that, you know, there are no worries here, but if that's the case, we also saw a lot from Falele in looking good, looking good no matter which side he was in left or right. He was looking good at left guard. It looks like Simpson is the leader. Uh, and I saw some good reps from him. But we also remember he's been in this league a few years and he's got some pretty rough tape out there on other teams. Now, it could be that he's just going to find his his role here. But if Ronnie Stanley's back, knowing that Falele's progressed in his ability to to play both tackle positions, why are we not seeing Patrick McCarry when when Stanley's in there, competing for the left guard position? Because I think McCarry's better than Simpson and Sala right now. And I want my best five out there. And we don't need to make sure he's available because Falele can play both tackles. So it's not like we're as desperate to keep McCarry as that, as that extra guy. Like if McCarry's our best guy, then why is he not getting more competition at left guard reps? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um,
0: I don't have a solid answer for you on that, Glenn. I mean, I'm once again, I think their overwhelming desire is to keep him free to play in multiple positions. And then if they need to put him there, then then they already know, you know, he can be he can be called upon to fulfill that role. That's my only guess. I see what you're saying. But if 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 Stanley's out, I think what you want to do is you want those two on the left side, right? Just like you said, you want Falele and then you want McCarey next to him. Right.
1: Um, so I, 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 do you think McCarry's if, if he was given practice time at left guard, do you think mm-hmm. he's a better player than John Simpson and Salah right now? I think so. Don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's better than John Simpson. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I get, I got it from a, a standpoint of you don't want to weaken two positions. If someone to go down, you want to keep McCarry to be available. But with the way that file is playing left tackle, I would have no problem him filling in in a spot role like we expect McCarry to do so. Um, but Joseph Eckert says, can Lamar play defensive back? <laughs> he probably could, but I, ain't, uh-huh. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's the so, problem. Like people are saying like, who's deepest and, you know, they're going to trade for a corner. Really? Who's out there to give up a good corner. Right. Right now when they think right. the team's in it. Exactly. Every team thinks I got a shot, right? So,
0: yeah, you can't. At this point, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But I just want to reiterate that every team has holes. It Big just time. every team is going to deal with injuries. Every team has holes. This is what makes football painful and interesting, and the, and the re, one of the reasons why there's so much parity. So it's part of the game, guys. We got to figure this thing out. I also just want to mention, because we have failed to do so thus far, uh, our our sponsor for the show, Bet BetUS US. is awesome uh we've been working with these guys for what a month or so glenn something like that maybe a few weeks uh and look they have season-long bets they have prop bets they have in-game bets they have preseason bets they have you know pre-game bets all kinds of bets a really diverse uh betting pool is what i'll call it pretty much anything you could imagine you can gamble on you can make some money on it right it's like uh It's like if you guys ever seen the Raising Hope episode where they're gambling on kids at the school racing in gym class. And then once that's over, they start racing on the injured kids in school, in gym class that have the notes, the doctor's note. Like, right, yeah. You can gamble on anything, just anything. like you said. So, How long
1: che- the daggone national anthem is.
0: Right. So go check it out for yourself. And a really, really cool thing. I've said it before. I'll say it every time. It's just an easy way for you if you're if you're gambling anyway and please do so responsibly. You get to support us here and you don't have to spend any money except on the money that you're using to gamble and they will match it up to 125% up to $2500. And it's legal
1: in Maryland. Yeah. So, put in 100 bucks. Don't put in 125. you'll have 225 to gamble with. There you go. Stick with what you know That's always my advice. Don't yep. go by the national guys cuz they're going to lead you down the wrong the wrong yep. path, go with what you know, which is typically your team, the AFC North, stick with what you know, and I, and I think you'll have success.
0: Yep, absolutely. So make sure you are, um, you're using the, the link in the description. It helps us out. And of course you get access to
1: that promo. So make sure yep. you do
0: so. But uh, Glenn, any parting thoughts you want to provide here?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting when you look at the schedule of the preseason. They don't play again till Monday, the 21st, but then I believe they turn around and play again five days later on the 26th. Yeah. So it kind of leads that. Yeah, it kind of leads me to think that this let la- this next preseason game is really the one that's going to be the determining factor for a lot of these guys. I think that last one, you know, I hate to say it, I think it's going to be a bunch of guys who'll be playing their last games of professional football in the third preseason game. So if you really you know want to take an interest in some of these battles like the QB2 battle hopefully you know Huntley can get back healthy even though he kind of ran away with it in that first one but you know the running back room the wide receiver battle what the hell is going on at corner left guard competition there's a lot of a lot of competitions that I think will be settled in this upcoming week 2 a, a preseason game against the commanders i think that third one is just enjoy your last game as a pro boys cuz yeah. i don't think we're going to see anyone of meaning in that third one
0: yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with you on that, Glenn. It's. It's. I mean, I think it's only gonna be for the guys that are putting on tape for, yeah, either the the XFL, the USFL, or NFL practice squads. Yeah, practice squads, stuff like that. And we wish them the best, but it. It. The truth sometimes is harsh. So, um. Yeah, make sure to tune into that game, and it's gonna be an interesting one because they just practice against these guys. It's going to yeah, be just down some the road. Bad,
1: bad blood might carry over from the yeah, practice and there's field. There's going
0: to be some familiarity naturally. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So just right down the road, of course, in D.C. um, Well, in Arlington, right, is where it's at.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And
0: so. uh, and it's on Monday Night Football. So get your popcorn out. Enjoy it. And uh, the cool thing is we'll be back tomorrow night. So you get a double dose back to back with us. Make sure you come. Yeah, hang we out have a guest tomorrow night, tomorrow
1: night as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Luke Jones, I believe, will be joining us. From Better uh, Baltimore, right? Yep, which is exciting. He, he's Baltimore? been on with us. Uh, I'm about to check right Baltimore now. Positive?
0: Baltimore positive.
1: Be more positive. Be yeah, more yeah positive. be more positive. Yeah. Uh, we he's been Better on with us Baltimore. before. The he heck? works for WNST. Uh, he you know he does a heck of a good job. He's he's there every practice. Start and He is finish.
0: absolutely the nicest human in media.
1: No doubt, no doubt. Dude they got a lot good. of they got a lot of good guys, a lot of nice guys. But Luke he, is he's just always. One of
0: them. Yeah, he's always super nice. I mean, it's just yeah. Anyway, so he'll be, and
1: he'll be a good guy to be out there to, I mean, he's seen everything that's happened. It's been available. He's seen it firsthand. So it'll be kind of fun to get his take on all these, these uh, interesting tidbits, including what the heck the Ravens are going to do at corner until Marlon's able to get back out there. Yep. Uh, but that's it for us tonight. It was a good time. Thank you guys for all joining us going on. Uh, appreciate you coming out. Adam Tanja. Thanks for coming out. Louis yep. or Louis. I should say Don C Latanya. Brooks, Over 200 heat tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The truth is the light. Appreciate you coming out. No surrender. Joseph Eckert, uh, Ravens win. Mitty Rahl. I appreciate all of you. Everyone who watched silently yep. appreciate you as well. Yep. And like Jimmy said, we'll be back tomorrow. See, see you. Ya. Double see you.